What's up, Profitable Public Speaking listeners? Mark Bird, the podcasting coach here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And we are in a new decade at the time of recording 2020. And one of the things we have to think about is not just our annual resolutions, but designing our decade. What do we want that to look like? There's a good Bill Gates quote. Uh, I believe you said it anyway, that um, you underestimate what you can do in a year, but Oh, I messed that up. You overestimate what you could do in a year, but you underestimate what you can do in 10. So this idea that we could do so much more in a long period of time, if we really plan it out, uh, is something that can happen. So uh, that's what we'll be talking about in this episode. The guest who joins us today, she is the Director of Alumni Relations at John Jay College of Criminal Justice in New York City. Our guest has worked in higher education for over 20 years and is now a career motivational keynote uh, speaker and among the best educational keynote speakers for high school and college students in the nation. When she is not on a college campus, she is busy coaching clients as a trained and certified Gallup Strengths Quest facilitator and coach, where she focuses on leading her clients towards a strength-based approach to their lives and careers. Our guest who joins us for this episode of Profitable Public Speaking is none other than Roseanne Santos. Roseanne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Roseanne, I'm so happy to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. And I love this idea of designing your decade because we have a new, the start of a new decade is in front of us and there's just so much potential within 10 years. And one of the things I want to get into right away is that I think this idea of decade planning is really good, especially at this given time. So how can we plan for the decade while also getting clear on what we have to do right now? Sure. I think the most important thing is to be realistic. I think we lose that in the excitement of the new year and of thinking, um, I, I want to do this now. And really now can be our enemy. Um, big goals do not happen overnight. and. I like to use the example of myself because I'm not going into all of this not having experienced what I'm sharing with those that I'm speaking to. In the past four, four and a half, close to five years, I've lost close to 120 pounds. It didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of planning, a lot of discipline. It took falling off the wagon a couple of times, but it wasn't a plan that I put in place to lose in one year. That was impossible. When I came to the realization that it was going to take more than a year, it became that much more realistic. It became that much more, believe it or not, fun with my workouts and you know shopping for things and setting goals around the size you wanna be. And it's, not, it's, a, it's a healthier way to think of goals. The same thing with a career. It doesn't, it takes a year it does, I'm sorry, excuse me. It doesn't only take a year to build a successful, passionate career. It takes some serious planning. It takes a three-year plan, a five-year plan, and a decade plan. And we're coming into 2020, which is the start of a new decade. And if we think about the roaring 20s of the 1920s, we can make some really interesting comparisons about the roaring 2020s 
and we want to kind of make sure we don't make the same mistakes they made in the 20s, which ended with a Great Depression in 1929. So we want to make sure we're planning our decade so that 2029 brings us into a new decade of success and things that we're passionate about and willing to move forward to, to make happen for ourselves. And I mean, with this idea of uh, planning out for a decade, part of it is like you do avoid some of the same mistakes you made in the past. You can dig a little deeper, think about what you're doing each year. And one of the things that I can see some people thinking is, well, if I set this decade plan, I designed my decade, what do I want to look like at the end of the 2020s? And uh, one of the problems that can happen is you say, oh, that's 10 years from now. I could slack off in 2020 and then power through for the last nine years. And I feel like the further away you put a goal, sometimes the more tempting it is for someone to slip on it. So how can we set these really far out goals uh, without losing the consistency, without losing the work ethic? That's a really great question. And I think there's nothing wrong with starting with one year, but I think you have to overall say, this is where I wanna be in a year. This is where I wanna be in three years, five years, eight years, 10 years. And I think at the end of year one, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going back and tweaking what you said you wanted to have done in three, with tweaking what you said you wanted to have to do in five, because you don't know how far you will have gotten at the end of the year. You might have to rethink, reflect, process, and tweak the goal. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nobody is perfect. Uh, when we're planning and predicting, we have to be what I mean, we have to be flexible with ourselves. I think we put too much pressure on ourselves to get everything done with the going to trip up or make mistakes. That's just doesn't make sense. It's not the way to begin the thought process. So if you're beginning with the idea, well, that's too far away, then you're already starting at a bad place. You're already starting in the negative. You want to begin with a positive mindset glass half full mindset you want to begin with what are your strengths and that goes into what I coach on you want to think about what are the things that you're great at you don't want to necessarily set a plan around things that are your quote-unquote weaknesses or challenges you want to be your best self so why not do the things that you're natural at why not plan around your skill set that you know you can do without even thinking twice about it. And there's a lot of stuff Roseanne said that I love because uh, if you do a year, that's closer than 10. And I would even sure. do like a 12 week or like a quarter goal also because like just having a 10 year goal and nothing else, there's a very big gap from where you are now to 10 years, just in terms of time, not in terms of results and achievement, just in terms of time. And the year will keep you on track. And another big thing is being able to tweak along the way. Now, tweaking isn't like going to year one, skipping it, and then, you know, nine years you make up for it. This is more of uh, if you, year one, realize that this new opportunity comes or you don't feel like doing that, then you can make tweaks. Because 10 years ago, I mean, I was like, 11 or 12 years old, depending on when you're listening to this, January 3rd uh, is my birthday. So it definitely depends on when you're listening to this. But 
I was around that age, I didn't even think about podcasting. So uh, at the same time, though, I was always with the blog. So I was still able to like, if I had the 10 year plan, I'd still be able to like have blogging in there. But then like year like six or seven or whatever, like podcasting would then be one of those things. Mm -hmm. So it is important to uh, like having this 10 year plan really gives you a lot of motivation and clarity. But at the same time, there are some tweaks you can make based on new things you pick up along the journey. So if I can add to that, you mentioned something that I should have, which is even within our year, we can think quarterly. There are all these different milestones um, that make sense. You can think monthly, but monthly might be too much. You may not be able to accomplish too much, much in a month, but quarterly. Why not every three months look at your one-year plan and tweak it? Uh, every six months, whatever is comfortable for you, there is an opportunity to look and reflect, and that's key. You have to look, you have to reflect, you have to be nimble, you have to be flexible, because let's say you write all of this down. You have to consider this document as dynamic. It's always changing. It's robust. Hey, technology changes. So you might have a goal to start a podcast in two years, but guess what? In two years, it might be something else, and you might have to shift that plan a little bit. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Technology just simply has changed. I also like to use the example of, let's say you're a college student. By the time graduation comes, you think to yourself, oh my goodness, those four years flew by, right? So I think that we have this misconception of time uh, and we think that we have so much of it. And then when we get to that four years or that five years, we're like, wow, where did it go? And the other key thing is to think about the title of it, Design Your Decade. This is a design, it's a plan. You're designing things, you're getting creative, you're not creating something that's rigid. And I think the more I say that, even if it's in different ways or the same way, I think that is what people have to say to themselves. Designing your decade is not this rigid plan of action. Mm. It is something that has a life and you have a life. And just like your life can take detours, so can your decade and so can your design of that decade. And that's absolutely fine. I think that's the first thing that folks have to accept. I'm going to design my decade. I have a general idea of where I want to be in 10 years. What are, the, what are the small steps I need to take to get there? And if, hey, if I have to take one step backward, sometimes you have to do that. But the next step forward will be a giant leap. And we just cannot be so hard on ourselves. And I think that's one of the things that happens. We're so hard on ourselves. Like, oh my gosh, it's been six months and I've only mm. managed three things out of the 10 on my goal sheet. Well, guess what? Three is pretty good. <laughs> so, it's just a positive outlook. Yeah, I mean, you definitely do have to have that positive outlook. Too many people will focus on what they have not done rather than what they have done. And you can easily see like if your mind is one place or the other where the momentum will carry you for the rest of the year. And a decade Absolutely. in life. I mean, it's. I mean, it's easy to just say like, "Oh, I'll be better next year," but you still have the momentum from last year. You still have all this different uh, thoughts and stuff like that. So, definitely, mm -hmm. if you accomplish three out of ten, just be more focused on the three. Uh, also, reflect. I mean, Roseanne mentioned reflect, which is really good. So maybe you do better next time, but definitely don't be too hard on yourself. One really 
uh, great point Roseanne mentioned earlier was this idea where you want to set realistic goals. You don't want to set like, I'm going to be like a billionaire in like, you know, a year because you know, like no one's doing that unless like they're already a billionaire. <laughs> so one of the things though, that's a little interesting is uh, you want to be realistic, but you also want to challenge yourself. Like, I don't want to say like, I'm going to get 10 more listeners uh, for my next episode on average year over year, because I could do a lot more than that. So 10 more listeners per episode is realistic, but you know, it's a very like small goal. So uh, you want to, there's that tightrope between realistic and challenging. And I'm wondering if you could share with us your thoughts on how do we cross that tightrope, especially when we're at year 10, where like so much can act like you could actually become a millionaire in year 10, even if you have no business right now, Mm -hmm. but you can't do it in year one, or at least it's very hard to. I think that's such an excellent point. Uh, You're giving me ideas now in terms of how I coach my clients. And the idea of realism doesn't mean you don't challenge yourself. But I think here's the nuance or here's the catch. You can't just say, I'm going to get 10 clients and then sit around waiting for those 10 clients to happen by happenstance, find your podcast. You have to take action. So if you want to have those uh, 100, right? Those 100 new listeners in three months, let's say. I want to increase my listenership by 100 in a, the next quarter. You have to take micro steps to advertise, to put things on social media, to have people help you spread the word. Whatever it is that you need to do to market it, people have to know about it. You have to put in place, perhaps if one listener brings in three, they get a t-shirt. You know, you have to like have all these plans so that you can get to those hundred. Those hundred are not just going to come because you spoke it in your bedroom one day. I got to get a hundred more in the next quarter. You then have to take those plans and create a sub plan to get just to that goal. And I think sometimes we say things out loud and that's important, right? That's psychologically important to put things out into the universe, to say things out loud, to say, I'm going to be successful, look in the mirror, dress for success and walk out that door. But you also have to put the plan in place. It's not just going to put itself in place on its own. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, and I always go back to the weight thing because I think everyone can relate to it on on some level. Um, I want to lose 50 pounds for my wedding, let's say. I'm not getting married. I'm just using that as an example. Um, And the wedding's in a year. But then they don't put an eating plan in place. They don't join a gym and put a workout plan in place. They don't put the pieces of the puzzle together that are going to help them reach that 50. They just say it out loud and then it's like, wah, wah. You know, the motivation is not there. (laughs) So there has to be a combination of putting it into the universe but then the motivation to go ahead and act on it. Like we have to act on our goals. They're not just going to fly on our, pop onto our lap. Yeah. And I, I absolutely love the way you respond to that because I mean, if you want to be making a million dollars a year within 10 years, like that is a goal anyone can do because you're giving yourself 10 years and then it's like, okay, you know, you find the right people you like get customers and things like that. But it's not like you're saying, I want to make a million dollars within 10 years and then you just don't do anything. It's like, 
as if like saying that you want something guarantees that it's going to come to you in year 10, regardless of how much effort you put in. There's like a lot of effort you're putting in in all those lead up years. Now, mm -hmm. I'm only using this as an example because some people, they make the million faster. Uh, some people, uh, they make it slower, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. But I feel like that's an example, again, like similar to the weight example that Roseanne's been bringing up. I feel like a million dollars in 10 years is the example that a lot of people can relate to as well. And I feel like one of the things that is very important for people to do, I feel like if you've liked this concept of design your decade, Roseanne's the first person who I've actually heard this from. So I do recommend you follow her work. Uh, where are some good places we can go to uh, keep following you along your journey? So my, I have a website, RoseanneSantos.com. That's really the easiest way to find all of my social media handles there. Uh, you can learn a little bit more about my bio, how to contact me, the things I do, my experience, so that, you know, you're not just listening to the stranger on a podcast, but there's more information about me um, so people can learn more about what I do and how I do it. Uh, on social media, on Instagram, R. Santos Speaks. That's the one. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. Those are the ways you can find me. And just as a point of reference, Roseanne has no ease. <laughs> I always have to tell people that's R-O-S-A-N-N, -N, Santos, S-A-N-T-O-S, because I know Roseanne is spelled five million ways. Uh, well, all those links will be in the show notes, so you don't have to memorize spelling or anything like that. We make it all easy for you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, so just make sure whether you're, where you're, wherever you're listening to this, the show notes should be there. But once again, Roseanne, thank you so much for coming on Profitable Public Speaking. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. And a pleasure to be invited. Thank you so much, and have a great holiday weekend. <laughs>